Okay, so it's uh, April 29th, uh, day uh, 712 of lockdown, and uh, people seem to not mind listening to me ramble on, uh, uncensored and unedited, just thoughts from my brain, so I guess I'll keep doing this. Um, funny. Uh, one one listener. I, I it feels weird referring to you by name because I know you're listening, so I will never do that. Uh, likened it to um the audio logs that you find uh lying around in post-apocalyptic video games, uh, which. They usually sort of tell a story, uh, usually, like, they're usually sort of, in some way, uh, help you, like, get to a place, like, um, you hear, uh, you, you, you hear an audio log of someone wishing to meet up, meet up with somebody at a certain point, and they, they'll bring the, the treasure and then you, as a player, goes to that point, and obviously, even if the person didn't arrive, you know, it's, it's, it's usually tragic, uh, whereas these were tragic in a very different sort of way. Um, it's interesting, since the lockdown started, I started playing two separate, very different post-apocalyptic uh Video games. I started playing uh, Fallout New Vegas. That's very old. I got it very cheap on Steam. And managed to. Uh, I say it's very old. It's like 2010. I managed to uh, get my uh, a PlayStation 4 controller to work with it, which is uh, not PlayStation 4. PlayStation 3, which which is uh, not like this. I mean, it's like oh wow. Uh, complicated, but not that complicated. I had to cr- had to run a. I don't quite. I still don't know quite how I did it. Uh, I basically just googled it. That's it. That's just how, that's my response to like. How do you work? How do you figure out anything on the computer? You know, like I'm from the generation that's meant to know how computers work, and I I don't. I genuinely don't. I know how to Google. I know how to find out how to make things work, but I don't know how to make things how things work. If that makes sense, right? Like, is this idea that um, I'm not computer literate. I'm just good at googling stuff, which is <laughs> which is not the same thing uh, in any way. So I was able to get uh, Fallout New Vegas working, and that's fun. And if you're not familiar with the Fallout games, uh, they are set after um, a huge nuclear war uh, between like America and China and various other things various other people involved um, and they all start with the same thing they all start with the uh, the line war never changes because the whole idea is this nuclear war should have ended war essentially right because it's wiped out most of the planet uh, people survived by like living in bunkers uh, underground 
Uh, it's also it's, it's also got like an alternative history thing, uh, an alternate history, not alternative history, where like back in the past, like we technology's different for some reason, and I don't know why. And also music's different. Like music seems to all the music in the games is uh, is from the for, the forties and earlier, <laughs> for for seemingly no reason. Uh, there's a YouTuber called uh, uh, called Brian David Gilbert who um, does video, makes videos for Polygon, uh, the video game website, and he did a whole uh, episode on how diff- different music should really have evolved in that time. You shouldn't just be listening to music from the forties and thirties. That's that's mad. So yeah, I've been playing that, and I sort of went off of it a bit, like I always do with these sort of massive games like Fallout or Skyrim. There's just too much to do. And I mean, I guess part of the reason why I've started playing more video games uh, in lockdown is to deliberately give myself too much to do. Like, I, I'm playing that, uh, I started playing an, an RPG called Divinity Originals in two. Uh, I've got Animal Crossing. Uh, I've still got still got Civilization Six, so I could basically play forever. Uh, I'm recording these things. I'm watching with my flatmate. I'm watching uh, Westworld. Uh, oh, 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 I'll talk about that in a bit. In a bit. Um and community and leverage and um uh rewatching uh Buffy and Angel alongside a podcast I said, well, I've got loads of podcasts. I'm basically trying to keep myself so busy that I don't think about the lock the, the pandemic, you know? Uh and busy with trivial things that don't actually matter. I think that's important. Like if I if I fail to um convince a group in the Mojave wasteland to help me fight against uh Mr House's robots, it doesn't really matter, you know? Uh even like I, I kinda like that in games. Although I also I also like uh, the main games I play are games where you can make decisions and choices. So like Fallout is big on that. Uh, Divinity: The Original Sin Two that I started playing is big on that. But weirdly, I also uh, I had downloaded a while ago uh, from PS Plus. You get three free free games. I had downloaded The Last of Us, and everyone had told me that The Last of Us is great. I should listen. I should watch the last of us. Watch, <laughs> play the last of us. Although it's interesting that I say watch, because it's got a very cinematic feel to it. It's very story driven. Uh, you don't get to make choices, particularly uh, about the story. Like there's like one or two, like do I shoot this guy? Do I not? But they don't actually have any effect on anything. But what I hadn't realised. <laughs> I mean, it's about. I knew it was about a zombie apocalypse, essentially. But I hadn't really clicked it in my head that that means that the opening, like, section is about. It starts with you as a kid, 
you put you put a, a young girl called Sarah, and you switch you can switch on the TV, and they're talking about a global pandemic, <laughs> the the world the the, uh, the governments are failing to contain, and that the World Health Organization doesn't have a doesn't have a, a counter to, and that was that was rough, <laughs> like. It was rough to start playing that in the first week of lockdown. Uh, I mean, it's set twenty years, and then it jumps twenty years uh, into the future when everything has gone to shit, and it's uh, a weird game to play in the current climate. Uh, I highly recommend it though. Uh, the second one, the Last of Us Part Two, was meant to be out like this month but has been delayed because of the whole you know the whole pandemic thing uh which you know i'll I'll play it it'll be good so yeah my two basic basic uh modes of uh <laughs> dealing with stuff at the moment uh like has been playing games where the world has ended or a fun game where I get to hang out on an island and fish at Animal Crossing, which has been pretty great. I've also been uh, playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons online. Uh, I, I was so against playing Dungeons and Dragons online. Uh, the way that I make it say that makes it sound like a computer game. It's not. I mean the pen, uh, pencil and paper RPG Dungeons and Dragons, but playing it over. Uh, like Discord chat and there's like a web browser thing called uh, Rule Twenty that you can use, and uh, that's been fun. Uh, I know I know I've got friends and family who don't quite understand uh, the whole tabletop RPG thing. Uh, and you know, it's hard to explain. Um, I've got that blog on the other on the other side of the uh, the other side of my uh, website. <laughs> I've got a website which is really stupid. Um, that was something I got to keep myself occupied as well during the during lockdown. I was like, oh, I'll write a blog, and I keep I've got a draft or half a draft of a why I love Dungeons and Dragons, and I can't finish it. And I've also been reading a lot about racism in Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, you know, there's a um, like people much more qualified than me as who I've been reading talking about this. Uh, you know, people of color, uh, game designers, uh, game designers of color, um, people who have experienced this, and it sort of dampened my love of it a bit. In a way that I've been sort of ignoring the fact that uh, I play in these fantasy worlds where there are races of savages uh, that it's okay for you to kill uh, because they're evil because evil is an absolute in this world and uh, like orcs are a big deal and orcs of course were created by J.R.R. Tolkien and I was reading this article uh, oh I wish I could remember the name of the guy who wrote it 
I'll probably, you know, I'll find out if you're interested in that kind of thing. Uh, and I'll post it somewhere. I refuse to do any research for these audio logs, otherwise I would uh, pause the recording and, uh, and go and double check the guy's name. Uh, I can't remember. But he's basically talking about how uh, arcs are uh, were created by J.R.R. Tolkien to represent sort of uh, the Mongols. And that's not great. It's really not great. <laughs> And then there's this whole thing where you only play tabletop RPGs, especially Dungeons & Dragons, a big proponent of this. If you play an elf, you get, you're get you more dexterous, you're more agile, and uh, you're beautiful, but very much the Western standards of beauty, you know. Uh, you're hairless and tall and lithe and graceful, and it's like, alright, that's, that's, that's definitely a standard of beauty. Uh, whereas if you play a dwarf, you've got a hardy constitution, and it's like mechanically it makes sense. These races give you different bonuses and stuff, but if you think about it, that's really messed up. You know, oh, this race, and they are called races, uh, <laughs> they just are, are better at this than other people, and all people of this race have this in common. So, I don't know, it's just it's something that I've been thinking about. It's not going to stop me playing Dungeons & Dragons. I'm running a game tonight. Uh, I'm a dungeon master. That's the thing I do. And I love doing it. And my players, uh, the people I play with and the games I play with are really great. And the players that play in the game I run, it's a, a queer D&D group. Uh, and it's, they're, they're delightful. The whole thing is a delight. I'm not going to stop, I just, uh, it's just food for thought. Reading articles is uh, another thing that I've been doing to keep myself busy. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, but the main thing I've been doing, like I say, is watching TV. Uh, me and my flatmate finished season two of Westworld last night. Uh, he's watched it, this is his third or fourth time watching it. Uh, this is my first time. And that show is, people said it dipped in season two, and it's very different. And there's bits that are a bit more far-fetched. But I love when these programs increase the scope like this. Like, uh, uh, Jonah Nolan, uh, Jonathan Nolan, uh, Jonah to his friends. I'm not his friend. Uh, who's like Christopher Nolan's brother, and also like, one of the creators alongside uh, alongside a woman called Lisa Joy, which I think is great. Um, Here's Mara Joy. Her name's Lisa Joy. It's amazing. We're not related. Uh, I have a family name that is not Joy. <laughs> um, but it's still nice. Mara Joy is very much a stage name. I just decided when I changed my name that was the thing I was going to do. Uh, partly for... Um, Branding reasons, uh, I guess, and partly because um, existing as a woman on in in a public space, especially as a trans woman, <laughs> as uh, sometimes it's not safe to just go by your 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 real name that people can find you. I've had people do that. 
never like too maliciously, just really creepily. Uh, what was it? Oh yeah, Westworld. Uh, but I loved it, uh, and I'm really excited to start season three, which is the current season. Uh, cut, cut, nearly caught up, which is great. Uh, there's only eight episodes this season, so I should be able to watch the finale of everyone else. But oh, uh, my flatmate showed me the trailer for season three. Uh, and I tried to, uh, after it was, it was a great trailer, great trailer. Uh, and I tried to I tried explaining to him. I I know he listens to, he listens to this. He listened to it yesterday. He might listen to it again. Who knows? If he does, hello. Uh, I tried explaining this thing. Uh, I've tried. I've talked. I've been thinking. Oh, okay, the way I watch television and consume media since I came out uh, as like as a gay trans woman has totally changed. I was watching. I watched this trailer, and there's so many cool moments, like big action sequences, like cool set pieces, like interesting locations, new actors. Ooh, but the thing that stood out to me uh, was. A shot, a very brief shot, of uh, Tessa Thompson brushing the hair out of a blonde woman's face. You don't quite see who the woman is. It's a shot. It's like a quick shot, and I was like, "Oh, um, <laughs> there is a, <clears throat> there is a, a tendency amongst. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to speak for all." queer people or all queer women um, in the world right now. I can't do that. But <clears throat> certain certain branches of the LGBT community that's a fun way of putting it uh, obsess over stuff like this. And I'm one of them. Uh, I love it when TV shows are, 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 are gay. Uh, <laughs> like I love it, um, cause I think back to growing up and all the TV I was watching, cause I watched a lot of TV growing up. I, I've I've always loved TV and film, and uh, books and comics and media of all kinds. I've always I've been I love stories. That's my big thing. Um, love it, and I think I often think. Uh, like how important like Buffy the Vampire Slayer was to me because of its queer themes and explicitly queer characters and I'm like every show should just be every show should be gay obviously that's uh, not how Hollywood works and you know some shows don't need a romance romance at all or don't need any explicit sexuality of any direction but it has got to the point where if I'm going to start watching a TV show, usually these days, I will Google beforehand whether it has any queer content in it. And if it doesn't, it might put me off watching the thing entirely. <laughs> Genuinely, I think I do. Uh, and I will watch most things. I'm like, oh, ah, there's gays in this. I'll watch this. Oh, there's a lesbian in this. I'm definitely on the board. That is a genuine approach I have to media these days. Uh, my Google search history uh, is filled with new TV shows and the word queer question mark after them. 
And Westworld, despite having uh, Tessa Thompson and Evan Rachel Wood in it, two queer icons, has so far been pretty straight. Although romance hasn't actually been a huge part of it, apart from, like, there's one or two, like, doomed love stories. And they are stories. Uh, to talk about that, I'd have to talk about the whole concept of Westworld. Uh, and that would be filled with spoilers and would be very boring to people who have been watching it since it started and are like, yeah, Mara, we know all this. Uh, <laughs> but that one glimpse of uh, Tess Robson, fantastic uh, advocate for uh, <laughs> like for queer media and uh, and and queer women, uh, brushing blonde hair out of someone's face is enough for me to go, yep. I was already on board for this season because of the great writing, the really cool concepts, the fact I love robots, uh, the stunning cinematography, but now I'm even more on board. Uh, just If you want me to watch something, uh, make it gay. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> make it gay, you cowards, as uh, Kate Leth, a fantastic cartoonist, uh, puts it <laughs> um so yeah that's that's basically what's been on my mind today uh media the stories i consume and ways of keeping myself distracted so uh yeah stay safe uh stay well stay at home and uh, if a stranger comes into your town and asks you to help uh, fight some robots, you know, make your own choice. I'm not your boss. Oh, my name is Marjorie. Goodbye.